Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, December 22nd, 3.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us here on this Friday afternoon, just a few days before Christmas. We broadcast this show every Friday afternoon live right here in Guam, Barragata, Guam. It's talk, it's variety, a little bit of news. We intend to entertain you, we hope, throughout the entire show. Some of it is informative, some of it is educational, some of it is for your edification. But we hope to provide a great alternative for your Friday afternoon. Many of you might be out running around doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. Some of you are heading home from the last day of school, getting ready to take maybe an extended weekend break with the Christmas holiday being on Monday. Some of you might have even had today off. Merry Christmas to you. Glad you could be with us today. If you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in on Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Also, you can find us online, khmg.org. You can download the podcast, khmg.org. Not just the podcast from this show, but of many shows. You can also find us on Facebook. Facebook, our handle there is Harvest Family Radio Guam. Just look us up, follow us, and then you'll be notified, if you choose to be, anytime we upload a new podcast or we have a new post Sometimes we'll put a link there to a new song that we're featuring on our radio station or a good a good resource for you that we can put out there. We really want this radio ministry to be more than just radio. We want it to be a blessing to you, giving you multiple resources. For example, you can go to khmg.org, and we have an entire library of excellent sermons. Some you might have heard preached right here at Harvest Family Radio or well, not at Harvest Family Radio, at Harvest Ministries, but we're making it available here at Harvest Family Radio. We have a whole indexing system there where you can look it up by topic or speaker or passage, and you can download different podcasts of sermons that have been preached here at Harvest. So I encourage you to go to khmg.org and uh, just look at what's available. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Send us a personal message or give us a little thumbs up, something. You can also email us through the website, khmg.org. So a lot of ways for you to communicate with us. Now, my turn to communicate with you. First off, again, Merry Christmas to you as you're celebrating this this last little sprint to Christmas these last few days, hoping that you're getting to make the season merry and bright, as they say in the song. And uh, we want to help you do that by maybe putting a little smile on your face this afternoon here at Harvest Family Radio. You know, it is the month of December, and there are some special observances this week. It is Friday the 22nd. So the 22nd of December, let's see, is Be a Lover of Silence Day. Don't turn the radio off to celebrate that. You can celebrate it after 5 p.m. National Date Nut Bread Day if you so choose to celebrate that, Date Nuts, and National Haiku Poetry Day. I think we attempted to celebrate that on the air a couple years ago, and it was a miserable failure. Uh, The 23rd, Festivus, Human Light Celebration, 
And uh, the 24th, of course, is Christmas Eve and National Eggnog Day, appropriate. Uh, let's see. The 25th. Hmm. What happens that day? Hmm. National Pumpkin Pie Day. Yep. Um, Alphabet Day or No L Day. So it's Alphabet A, then a space, P-H-A-B-E-T, Day, or No, and then L. Get it? No L Day. Yeah. The 26th, Boxing Day. National Candy Cane Day, National Thank You Note Day, and National Win- Winer's Day. Winer's Day. Those are the people that didn't like their gifts, I guess. 27th, Free Balloon Day, Howdy Doody Day, National Fruitcake Day, and Visit the Zoo Day. And then the 28th is the Endangered Species Act Day, Holy Innocence Day, National Chocolate Day, and the Pledge of Allegiance Day. All being celebrated this next week, this last full week of December. A couple things happened this week in history. We'll have Lawrence Nangast here shortly, coming up from basketball practice, I believe, to share this day in history. But this week in history provided to me, along with the list that I just read, by Bob the Librarian, no stranger to our radio broadcast. This happened this week in history. Uh, the winter solstice took place. So yesterday was the shortest day of the year. So they're only going to get longer from here on out. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, 1777, the first hut was completed by George Washington's Revolutionary War Camp at Valley Forge. Within a month, the small city of 2,000 huts covered the site. These were the living quarters for Washington and his troops during the winter. Now there's a shopping mall there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, True story. 1864, Civil War Union General William Tecumseh Sherman captured Savannah, Georgia, making it the end of the March to the Sea. When Sherman and his estimated 60,000 troops carved the 300-mile swath of destruction across the South. Although the Confederates would, no, would not surrender for a few months, the North's victory seemed assured at this time. 1866, just two years later, during the westward expansion, Lieutenant Colonel William J. Fetterman and his soldiers died in a Native American ambush. The incident became known among the whites as the Fetterman Massacre. And as the Battle of 100 Slain Among the Plain Indians, who were responsible for the attack, 1898, following the signing of the Treaty of Paris, which ended the Spanish-American War, U.S. President William McKinley issued a Benevolent Assimilation Proclamation regarding America's role in the Philippines. This showed that the McKinley administration already regarded the Philippines as a U.S. territory. This had strong opposition from the Filipino rebels, as well as many Americans. Two final ones. Then we'll take a short break. In 1956, a fully integrated bus service commenced in Montgomery, Alabama. Days before, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and Reverend W.J. Powell issued a statement, integrated bus suggestions urging African-American bus riders to practice dignified behavior and nonviolence when riding the buses. And then finally, on a sad note this week in history, 19. 88, New York-bound Pan Am Flight 103 exploded after taking off from London. Everyone on board was killed. Investigators determined that the bomb was the, co- was the cause, and two Libyans stood trial for planting the bomb. One was convicted of 270 counts of murder, and the other was found not guilty. Didn't know that. A lot of things happened this week in history. We'll find out about this day in history when Lawrence Stangast heads up here. We are going to have... Kind of a normal show today. We have a special guest as a wingman in here, one of our 
favorites, Pastor Don Eckert. We'll be introducing him in just a little bit. Lawrence Nagengast will be up here with This Day in History. Sebastian with the quiz. Chris Harper, all-around good guy and station manager, will be joining us as well. Just a lot of different fun stuff happening these next two hours here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, live till 5. It is 3.13 p.m. on Friday, December 22nd. I'm Jared Baldwin, and this is episode 245 of this show, believe it or not. Stick around. We're going to take a short break. More live till 5 after this. A little more live till 5. It's Friday afternoon, December 22nd, 3.16 p.m. If you're catching us during the live broadcast, you can catch us on the rebound Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. on 88.1 FM or on khmg.org. You know, to listen to the radio, you don't even have to have a radio. You can listen to the same stream of hilarious broadcasting excellence over the internet at khmg.org. Now, for the listening audience at home, I'm trying to control myself here. We're working with the what we call in the biz the levels of our sounds and volumes and voices and things like that. And I'm trying really hard to not overpower everyone else. If you listen to last week's show, I kind of was blowing away one of our uh, guest wingmen. So today I'm trying very hard. I'm, I'm trying to throttle myself back. I haven't had any coffee in a couple hours, so when we play What's in My Coffee, it could go all wrong. But Chris is standing by to fade me out as needed and uh, keep me out of trouble. So before I go to uh, introducing some of our guests, I want to talk about one thing, and let's just get this out of the way. Let's just totally get this out of the way. Good old St. Nicholas. A controversial topic indeed. Children are listening and so are their parents. Sweating bullets right now. Don't turn don't turn it off. I just want to talk to you about who was the real St. Nicholas, according to history.com. The real St. Nicholas, according to history.com. He lived from 280 AD to 343. So I guess he lived to be about 63 years old. St. Nicholas was a Christian bishop who provided for the poor and sick and is the basis of the popular character of Santa Claus. So who was he? Well, according to History.com, he was born in, let's see, how do you say this? Patara, a land that is part of present-day Turkey, circa 280 A.D. St. Nicholas was a Christian bishop who helped the needy. After his death, the legend of his gift-giving grew. St. Nicholas transformed into the legendary character called Santa Claus, who brings Christmas presents to children around the world. His early life, St. Nicholas was born again in Patara, Lycia, which is an area that's part of present-day Turkey. He lost both of his parents as a young man and reportedly used his inheritance to help the poor and sick. 
a devout Christian. He later served as Bishop of Myra, a city that is now called Dimri or Dimmer. His reputation, there are many legends about St. Nicholas of Myra. One story tells it how he helped three poor sisters. Their father did not have enough money to pay their dowries and thought of selling them into servitude. Three times St. Nicholas secretly went to their houses at night and put a bag of money inside. The man used the money so that one of his daughters could marry. On the third visit, the man saw St. Nicholas and thanked him for his kindness. He also reportedly saved three men who were falsely imprisoned and sentenced to death. And we don't know if that's 100% true or not, but that's a great legend. His death and legacy, several sources state St. Nicholas is believed to have died in December 6th, 343. Over the years, stories of his miracles and work for the poor spread to other parts of the world. He became known as the protector of children and sailors and was associated with gift-giving. He was a popular saint in Europe until the time of the Reformation in the 1500s, a religious movement that led to the creation of Protestantism, which turned away from the practice of honoring saints. St. Nicholas, however, remained an important figure in Holland. The Dutch continued, and we have some Dutch listeners, by the way. Hello, all of you Dutch listeners. We appreciate you. Merry Christmas. I'm talking about cinder clouds here. Uh, St. Nicholas went through many transformations in America and as Santa Claus became Santa Claus. And instead of giving gifts on December 6th, it became part of the Christmas holiday. In the 1820s poem, An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore, he is described as jolly, heavy man that comes down the chimney to leave presents for deserving children and drives a sleigh pulled by flying reindeer. The cartoonist Thomas Nast added to the St. Nicholas legend when an 1881 drawing of Santa wearing a red suit with a white fur trim. Once a kind, charitable bishop, St. Nicholas had become Santa Claus that we know today. In 2017, a team from the University of Oxford radiocarbon tested a fragment of a pelvic bone said to belong to St. Nicholas. The test confirmed that the bone fragment, owned by the American an American priest, dated from the saint's era. Archaeologists then hoped to match the bone to other Others purportedly belong to St. Nicholas, including housed in a crypt in Bari, Italy, since the 11th century. So there's a lot. I think they have a little video that goes along with this. Also have read, a. Uh, it's hard to verify the account that St. Nicholas also was the one who slapped, slapped Arius at the one of the councils uh, of all the bishops that were trying to help bring uh, the Bible together, bring the canon of Scripture together, and I believe that St. Nicholas was the one who walked up and slapped Arius across the face, or maybe even punched him in the face for spouting heresy, and which is still the heresy of Arianism today. And then I believe he was thrown into jail overnight and then was able to come back out and speak. Again, I've read a couple articles about that, but it must not be the canon of his history because it's not listed in the history.com and we know that they're very thorough. Now, I am joined in studio by uh, a new wingman. He's, he listens frequently, but I don't think he's ever been a wingman on the show. Maybe you've been up here before. Pastor Don Eckert from Epan Talafofo. Uh, Pastor Don, how are you today? Well, I'm doing real good. Thanks for having me. I've had some of your kids and like son-in-laws and outlaws here on the show have you been on the show before? I've been on one one time. Okay. All right. Well, Don, you uh, constantly 
let me know that you've been listening. So I appreciate that. And uh, when I mentioned last week, Chris and I were talking about how it'd be cool to have you as a wingman. Uh, you said that you got a few WhatsApps from people, like they had heard that and they thought it was a good idea as well. They did. They were pretty excited that uh, that uh, I got a chance to, to come on the show. And is your wife excited that you're on the show, or is she nervous like uh, my wife is? No, she's shopping. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. So this is a great chance then for you to you know say things that maybe you wanted to say to her for a long time but didn't have the courage. On the air is sometimes the best way. You just get it out there so everyone can hear it. I'll think about that as okay. we go on. <laughs> all right. Well, Don, I'm glad you're here with us today. Had you ever heard all that stuff about uh, St. Nicholas of Myra? Not not that much information, no, but I, I've heard different stories about St. Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, well, and of course, all the, the modern uh, stories and commercialized stories are a whole different whole different ball game altogether. Well, Don... Um, Tell us a little bit about what's going on down at Guahan Baptist Church, because you guys have recently opened a new facility, a new building. You guys have been meeting for a number of years. Um, tell us a little bit about that process, and, and tell us about your church. Well, uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity. We are really excited. Uh, things going good down at EPAN and uh, Guahan Baptist Church. Uh, as you mentioned, 2011 is when I was ordained, and we started a church in our house, and uh, it grew, and uh, we just praise the Lord for that. A lot of uh, challenges and things like that, but uh, just real good time. We got to a point where we were uh, having to expand the, the church, and so we began a one-year uh, building program. And uh, we opened, we had our first service October of uh, 2017, and then we had uh, something we were excited about, which we called our Appreciation Open House in November. We had several hundred visitors. It was just a great time. Uh, I think just that idea of having a Bible-believing church down in Epan, it's just, it's just exciting. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, and uh, tell us a bit about the construction of the building how long did that take it took about and, a year yeah and it, you had uh you didn't hire just one contractor to do it all you had a lot of volunteers also correct we had the contractor good contractor came in and did uh the foundation septic tank things like that and then we had our church uh men mostly uh coming alongside and putting it up and we had a lot of other uh people from all over uh, just wanted to be a part of it. it it really built a synergy i think and it was it was uh something to behold it, it was really uh just a great a great time what are you guys doing on christmas eve down there christmas eve we're excited about our kids doing a program and then we'll have our teens and adults will be doing a lot of christmas songs and uh, verses that the kids have been memorizing and then i'll pull it together with uh a short challenge. All right. And Christmas Eve is probably one of those times where people that might not be in the weekly habit of going to church might go to church. And if they live down your way, they might want to visit your church. Can you describe where it's at, how they get there, what time the service is? 
Yeah, if you're coming from the north, uh, it's a little bit past Jeff's Pirates Cove, uh, past the Epan Mobile, and then the Epan Village store. It's on the right-hand side. Very easy to see because it's a steel structure similar to the Quonset Hut uh, style. Uh, if you come by at night, we got a lot of lights out, and it's uh, it's really beautiful. And we're uh, having our service uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. All right. I saw some pictures on Facebook of uh, your church went caroling recently. How did that go? Yeah, we went last night. It was just a wonderful time. It seems like each year we have a different route. We, we don't do the same way every time. This year we again uh, went a different route and the same thing happened. Uh, it was a blessing to many people. We had uh, one lady in particular who said she was having a, a, bah, a bah humbug uh, Christmas, and uh, she came around and gave every single person a cookie and a hug, and uh, wow. she was crying the whole time. It was it was really something. That's great. Well, it's a great way to kind of show your community that you really want to be a good neighbor and you're a community church. You're trying to be a church for your community. Yeah, it was our, our church family doing it, and then we had uh, many of the HBBC students came down. Just uh, It was just awesome. It's a, a good tradition. We have, uh, we've done this six years in a row and uh, hope to continue. That's great. Well, maybe as we wrap this up, uh, describe what's the mission of your church? What's the mission of Guahan Baptist Church? Well, uh, our mission statement says that we are sharing the gospel to raise up Christ-centered families. And uh, down in, in our area, family is, is very important, uh, but we do see a, a need for the gospel to go uh, for not religion, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, what we want to see is, is families grow together. In, in what the Bible says a family should be. All right, great. Well, again, Christmas Eve, 10 a.m., down there in the Epan Telefofo area. Just drive, if you're coming from up this way and you're driving south, just past Jeff's Pirate Cove and be looking to the right about three or four minutes after you pass Jeff's Pirate Cove, maybe not even that long, maybe two minutes after, be looking to the right for the Guahan Baptist Church sign and the ribbed steel building uh, on the right-hand side, and join them for the Christmas service. Sounds like it's going to be great. That's that's it. Thank you. All right, great. And uh, we we were... If Don, can you stay and be a wingman for the rest of at least his first hour of the show? I'd be honored. This is like one of my dreams. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) Um, you know, I appreciate it that not everyone dreams big, that some people, you know, they dream about small things that are very attainable. You just achieved your dream. So hopefully this isn't the only thing on your bucket list, because now the bucket will be empty, and uh, I feel bad about that. <laughs> so hopefully it's all you hoped it would be and more. And hopefully for our listeners, it's all you hoped it would be and more as well. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Don's going to stay with us. Sebastian's here. Lawrence is on his way. Chris is going to be here. A lot more fun in store for this Live Till 5, episode 245, 329 p.m. on this Friday, December 22nd for the live broadcast here at KHMG 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break.
we're back with a little more live till five. It's Friday, December twenty second, three thirty four p.m. here at the KHMG studios. Broadcasting high atop a ghost town today. This campus is entirely vacated, except for a few kids here doing some basketball practice, and then us here at the radio station. I am joined in studio now by Sebastian Basildua. How many days have you been married, Sebastian? Uh, thir- 40. Yeah, 40. 40. Wow. Something like that. Something <laughs> like that. That's fine. Okay. I lost track, man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Every That's day. Great. It's blends great. Blends together. Yes. I still remember the wonderful day that that Jessica, your new bride, before she was before she was your bride, made us that wonderful cake. I know. I still remember it. I still think about it. It's still with so me, I. actually. I, I mentioned it. a pound from it. It was like three months ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're that was acting awesome. like it was 30 years ago. Well, it's, you know, it's the good old days. A lot of that was yeah. from scratch, too. I remember her telling me that. Yes. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't just a cake. I mean, man, I talk about this cake a lot. It was a sight to behold. It looked like a, a an, it should have been featured in the Louvre. I know. Honestly. I agree. That's what I'm just saying. I agree. The Louvre is a. Art gallery We've been Paris watching a lot of uh, British baking oh, yeah. shows. There you go. Like that. Great. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Well, hey, welcome to the show. Don Eckert is still here. We haven't scared him off yet. Uh, wingman for the day. Great to be here. I'm looking forward to seeing how the how all this works. Yes. You know, I, I told Don, I said, uh, you know, they say that even if you like to eat sausage, you never want to see how they make it. And so... You're getting ready to see how we make the sausage of this uh, radio show. I'm, I'm, Might I'm, not be as appetizing in the future. We'll see. Well, I was here one time, but uh, I didn't get to stay for the whole I, uh, short you, interview. Then you kicked. Uh, then I had to go. <laughs> I had to go. Well, we, we, you can stay as long as you like. I mean, really, you, you've earned the right to be able to sit in that chair in front of that microphone the whole time. Now, I might turn your mic off after a few minutes, but you're welcome to stay as long as you like. I understand. Probably a lot of people don't know this, uh, Pastor Jerry, but I really was the the first honorary chairman of the Live Till 5 program. I did that for right until your mom came and kicked me out. And we had uh, nine, I remember that. Nine, <laughs> nine people plus me, ten, ten people that uh, would faithfully. I recruited them. I was on a. Yep. I was on a roll, and then Marla came in, and yep. it was all over. Well, and Don, see, you were with us back before we were so huge. You know, you were with us back when our audience was small. That's correct. We were just broadcasting to you know the millions that we could reach, uh, and now yeah. I mean. You know, so I appreciate that your 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 vintage commitment to this show has really been one of the embers that has continued to burn in the engine of uh, our great broadcasting legacy. That's I just added a bunch of words together there, folks. Uh, that's what you do in the biz. So what's the um, three for? Um, yeah, my, my wife texted me. It was 34 days. That we, 34. Yeah. There you go. Hey, you know what? I like it when uh, when wingmen get married because it doubles our listening audience. So thank you. Thank you very much, Jessica. That was not a veiled request for a cake, by the way, Jessica. That was just a compliment. True, heartfelt compliment. You don't have to make us another one. You never veil your request. You, you don't have to make a, a, a carrot cake or a veil. You don't have to make a... a, a you know, one of those. Uh, what's the dark chocolate one with the cherries and the the cream in it? It's a uh, uh, black forest. You don't have to make that. 
You don't have to make a gooseberry pie. You don't have to accept money from Jared to get the ingredients to you make don't these have things. To, yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do any of that. I might hire, I might hire you. I might subcontract you to, to make, make some dessert for us here in the future. But, and then, as you could hear also, the raspy yet professional voice in the background is uh, none other than the all-around good guy and station manager. One of those jobs is full-time and one is part-time. I'll let you decide. Chris Harper, who's, he has more radio broadcasting experience than all of us combined. That's, that's a fair statement, right? Fair. Yes. Fair. All right. And uh, Lawrence should be here anytime. We keep sending him messages. And, uh, oh, we have people listening and texting me at the same time. Just got a uh, talk about veiled. I just got a veiled compliment from someone, PD. Said nice string of words. I think once you have your coffee, you might be out of control. That is probably true. That actually keeps my wife from listening sometimes because she knows once we get all revved up and we start drinking our caffeinated drinks, it's it, it's that's all she wrote. Also, CW, who is an expert on Boxing Day, by the way, he is a virtual cornucopia of information. Uh, you like that word? He said that <laughs> Boxing Day is, according to CW. Christmas boxes made up by the more well-to-do citizens, giving to the less fortunate the day after Christmas. It goes back as far as the 17th century in England. Thank you, CW. We appreciate that. And thank you, all of you listeners. And uh, Lawrence is on his way up right now. He'll probably get up here and be very out of breath. So we're going to hold off on the quiz and the what's in my coffee. But I do want to read you guys a few things from Bob the Librarian, who I guess it makes sense that the librarian would give us the most content for the show because, I mean, that's he right. it's just deals with information all day. They're so, right at his fingertips, all those facts yes, and figures and facts things. And like figures. He's the only one that has the internet. Yes. He's, he's an early adopter. <laughs> um, they only give it to librarians. Well, after we had Bob up here a few weeks ago talking about some new Christmas books he had, and he actually read the one book about the camel, the Christmas camel. Oh, he actually read one. Yeah, he read one that's on the good. air. Yeah. Oh, on the air. On oh, the air. Weren't you here that day? <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, all right. We might have stepped yeah. out because there was yeah. like a billion people yeah. in there. If I would not be a very good librarian. They couldn't even call me that. They'd have to call, you know, Jared, the guy that looks at the pictures or something like that. I wouldn't have earned the title librarian. But the librarian, Bob the Librarian, provided to us and for our listeners' pleasure, the National Geographic Kids, I'm not insulted by that. I know my role. Weird but true Christmas, 300 festive facts to light up the holidays. I'm not going to read all 300, but let me just read a few to you here, and you guys can comment accordingly. Uh, Let's see here. An 18-mile frozen stretch in British Columbia, Canada, is the longest ice skating trail on Earth. You can actually ice skate on it. That's pretty interesting. Wow. Uh, Snow sometimes appears blue. According to some scientists, Santa needs to make 842 million stops on Christmas Eve. Hmm. Good question how that works. Uh, more than three-quarters of Americans eat their candy canes from the straight end first. I actually saw someone uh, had a puncture wound on their tongue from uh, sharpening their candy cane to a weapon-like point and then sucking on it, and then they put a hole in their tongue accidentally just last week. You're supposed to eat it the other way? I don't know. They're just saying that's what people oh. do. You have a choice. Okay. It's just so hard Most, the other way. Yeah, I know. Well, that's probably the whole problem. You don't want just like hanging off your lip like a fish hook. <laughs> 1853, Franklin Pierce became the first U.S. president to have a Christmas tree at the White House. 
On Christmas Eve in Norway, some families hide their brooms so that evil witches won't steal them overnight. Yeah. And that is actually uh, ties into our Makes theme sense. of the day, which is Christmas traditions. Yeah. We're be talking about all kinds of unusual Christmas traditions. Um, you, you know uh, that one song where they talk about how uh, scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago? I was thinking about that song the other day. I've never told a ghost story on Christmas, but telling ghost stories was a Christmas tradition in Victoria-era England, which might have a direct impact on the whole Charles Dickens effect of uh, A Christmas Carol, which is kind of a ghost story, honestly. Isn't that right, Lawrence? It's exactly are, right. Are you out of breath? Did no, you I run up the here? Elevator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just got done scrimmaging the high school guys. Oh, so, boy. Uh, Oh, boy. I didn't play extremely long, but long yeah. enough to get out of breath. You know, um, for uh, I wish our premium listeners, uh, if you're able to uh, watch online, part of Lawrence's face is very pale, and part of it is very red, and it's kind of interchanging. It's kind of fluctuating the, yeah, I went the redness this and morning. the paleness. Yeah. So, yeah. The so you got a little sunburn. The old hat on yep. the forehead, and then the uh, red nose and uh, chin and, and all that. Yeah. Yep. And then the, the, Something the else. paleness from... Being winded from yeah, the game. just having to run at all. Yeah, all the Period. circulations in your feet right now. Okay, a few more, a few more fun <laughs> facts about Christmas. Then we're gonna play. What's Thanks in for my... that commercial break? <laughs> Good to be <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> the famous Christmas song "Let It Snow" never mentions Christmas. That's interesting. It's just a uh, winter song. It's a winter song, but who wants to celebrate winter? Uh, before the invention of electric Guam Christmas lights. Yeah, people lit candles and put them on their Christmas trees. Uh, that sounds very dangerous. Mm -hmm. If you've ever lit a yeah. dry Christmas tree on fire, they have like, those shields know. on them. But oh yeah, yeah that'll that'll do the trick. That yep. it will. Yeah, it just <laughs> make me sleep <laughs> at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a strong wind comes through the house, yeah. and all of a sudden, and the drier the tree, you know, as we get closer to yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, each Christmas, a building in California is topped with a red bow that is wide as a tennis court. That's kind of a random, random fact. What? There are 1,300 species of mistletoe. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're, are plants uh, species? Yes, uh, different species of mistletoe, mm, yeah. 1,300 of them. In Brazil, families decorate pine trees with little pieces of cotton to represent falling snow. That's kind of like one of those John Frum type things, right? We should like, do that in Guam. Yeah, little cotton balls on the pine trees. Average person spends a total of 19 hours Christmas shopping each year. I haven't started yet. The world's largest gingerbread house was a two-story home made with 1,800 pounds of butter, 3,000 pounds of sugar, 7,200 eggs, and 22,000 pieces of candy. There you go. Scientists in the North Pole working on a floating research station. And then two more here. Jingle Bells was the first Christmas carol played in space. Interesting. And then finally, factories in Shijiao, China, recycled discarded Christmas lights into... Uh, Zori, Zori's basically Zori souls. Wow, interesting, right? I would have thought. Yeah, well, you know, we we try to keep people guessing here, and uh, here at Harvest Family Radio, we like to give people information that helps them with their life, like old Christmas lights become Zori's. Who would have thought that? Now, speaking of helpful. This segment's brought to us by The Hub, even though they didn't buy anything for us today. I had to buy this myself. I'm going to charge it to The Hub. Uh, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, gifts. And uh, it's great. They have these flat bill snapback, black on black HCA caps, these Eagle caps. I'm wearing mine today. 
my wife says it does not go with trifocals. I disagree. And I take <laughs> off my trifocals and I can't tell. So anyway, let's play a little What's in My Coffee canned edition. Everyone here may take a can. And while you do, I'll explain to our listeners. Basically, we play this game where usually when the coffee shops open, they bring up free drinks to us. And we might or might not be able to tell what they are by looking at them. But we taste them. We describe them to the listening audience. And then the listening audience has opportunity to kind of, you know, savor them with us. And then we give the big reveal of what they are. So we don't know what these drinks are. I mean, I do because I bought them. But And uh, usually these are provided fresh by the Hub. But since the Hub is closed right now, we are going to play the canned edition. These are all Mr. Brown's iced coffees. How many of you listeners like Mr. Brown's iced coffees? Well, we all do. This is one of the very first Guam-type drinks, even though they're not made in Guam. I think they're from Taiwan or something. They're uh, really tasty. And I want to go around the table, have each person describe how theirs taste. Give us some some good superlatives. Maybe try and describe, even if you know the name of it, you got to describe, like, what does it taste like? What do you smell? You know, what, what ingredients are in there? And then uh, I'll give the big reveal at the end. So who has drink number one? That's Chris Harper. Chris. I haven't taken a drink yet. Let me oh, try that. You have to take a drink. You heard all the cans cracking open because these are all like half-size cans. I don't know how many ounces these are because I taped over it. Uh, uh, Something fluid ounces there. 12. Uh, 8.12 fluid ounces. There you go. 65 calories. There you go. Chris, what does it taste like? This is a small can. Sorry (laughs) for my voice today, by the way. It's, It's going away a little bit. It's a small can of sweet coffee. Uh, It has a caramel-like flavor, I think. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my sense that I get from it. Also, the color of the can at the top is making me also sense visually that this could be a caramel like a coffee. Car- caramel coffee. Caramel sure. coffee. Okay, yes. all right. I think who, so. Who has can number two? Oh, that's me. All right. Um, wow, this worked out perfectly from my left to my right. Everyone grabbed a certain number. Huh. Maybe on purpose. There you go. Um, so this this is I've never really understood a couple of the different flavors and why they 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 don't taste different enough for me to be different flavors. But this is one of the ones that I like the most. I guess if I'm gonna Lawrence is the coffee whisperer for our listening audience. He knows <laughs> just by. A, a can of coffee or a cup of coffee or a coffee drink in a totally sealed flask, a flask with yeah. lead lining. He can tell you what it is, wow. who made it, and which direction it was stirred. Sounds yes. dangerous. That is a lead lining. Blindfolded. Yeah. I hope well. it's like Blindfolded with plugs in yeah. his nose. Plugs in Not his like nose. like a red velvet lining. He can be. hear it coming. So what? back, back to um, what you're saying. This but is I one do like this flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think it's supposed to be a little bit more intense than maybe the standard, but it's blue, and I think this one is the uh, Blue Mountain uh, type. Blue Magical. So I Magical don't know. It choice. just kind of goes. I I, I I will choose that if I even yes. know it. I'll choose yes. this one of others, and I don't know why. The Do you know where maybe. Blue Mountain comes from? Is it West Virginia? No. That's the. <laughs> no, I don't. That's know. the. I think there might be some Blue Mountains there, but it's the that the. The uh, Jamaican Blue Mountain, uh, I believe, is where that Jamaica. the plantation is. Okay. It's the well. Jamaican Blue Mountain. And it's one of the most expensive coffees per pound in the world. 
I believe that. I just don't think any of it got in here. Yeah, it's possible that. Yeah, it's you know. I would say Mr. Browns is not. Yeah, and I'm not even confirming that you're right on that. I'm I'm gonna wait for the big reveal, the big reveal. So Don Eckert, you have number three there. What does it taste like? I have number three. I am not a coffee connoisseur at all. the closest I get is uh, Royal Mills, uh, and I like the, oh, yeah. ca- the cappuccino. I think that's a Hawaiian. Yes, they yes. compete They compete with uh, Mr. And Brown's. this one seems similar to that, mm-hmm. and so I would say some sort of super sweet uh, cappuccino-like. Oh, maybe, maybe. Okay. Possible. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, I can't fault you for being able to read. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sebastian, what is your taste? All like? right, let me lay out the scenario for you. All right, um, we know it's small. Chris said it was a small can, and uh, it's as if you know I walk into the the our little radio station area with the coffee maker. Yes, and there was like a little bit of coffee left. Right, right, right. And I'm like, hey, who took all the coffee? I only left a little bit left. That's like how much is in here, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. And then I go to look for the creamer, but there's no creamer, and I like creamer, so there's no creamer. So I just put some sugar in, and that's exactly what this tastes like. Just a little bit of coffee with some sugar in it, and that's about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's like black with sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he wouldn't say that. He would say, Joe, why did you drink the rest <laughs> of the coffee? Where's the creamer? Joe, where's my cup of Joe? <laughs> right. He'd call his wife and say, "Hun, can you bring me a, a latte? A triple-layer cho- <laughs> German yep. chocolate cake? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Here we go. With the side of triple-layer German chocolate Lawrence doesn't know that we spent <laughs> five minutes earlier talking about the cake already, so, and Jessica's oh, listening. Really? Yes, she's listening. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm drinking one also here. Let me take a sip for our listener, listener's pleasure. I just don't know how uh, pleasurable that could be. No, come on. <laughs> listeners, uh, can you agree? <laughs> oh, that is really That's good. Great. Oh, man. Um, Makes me thirsty. Yeah, I should be one of those. Is that a gaffer? Sound effects guy. The, I don't know. Not a, a gaffer. Folly. gaffer is folly. the... They uh, make folly noise. Yeah. It's folly effects or whatever. Yeah. Okay. One yeah, of those the, 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 the crunch Sometimes of the apple. A sound effects. A gandy yeah, dancer? Effects. A gandy dancer. Um, anyway, this comes in a light blue can. It's sweet, but not too sweet. It has a little hint of vanilla in it. Coffee, cream, sugar, vanilla. You could make this at home. I believe this is the vanilla coffee. And since I did make, make them up, I should know. Uh, drink number one. Chris's is the mandaling. Mandaling uh, flavor. Of course. I don't know what that is. I believe that's uh might have a little chai to it, maybe, chai? possibly. Mm. Might be like a dirty chai. Lawrence has the Blue Mountain blend. Blend. Kind of like fruit juice blend. Doesn't actually have any fruit juice in it. It's the fruit juice blend. It's just the blend. Made with artificial flavors. Mm-hmm. Don has the cappuccino. There you go. And Don was actually in training in seminary to be a capuchin monk at one time. <laughs> So Sounds it's perfect. Right. Perfect. Almost. Wow. I, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, a little but you bit, were. You were studying bit. for the priesthood at one time, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, there yes. you go. All right. That's in his history. Different. It's part of his story. Different order. Okay. Different order. Sorry. Your your <laughs> order was the SVD. SVD. Which is what? Smoke, fit don't, so fit drink. <laughs> oh, boy. He had to get out of there. He couldn't handle that. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian, you have the black coffee. Really? Yes. Sweet. Yep. Black that's can, right. black coffee. It's about what and it I do like have too, the huh? vanilla. I do have the vanilla as well, so there you go. Good job, guys. We have about seven minutes. Lawrence, would you be prepared at this point to give us this day in history? You know, being December 22nd, uh, a lot has happened. I already told you guys what's happened this week in history with George Washington and Valley Forge and 
the uh, integrated bus system in Alabama and all that. <clears throat> but this day in history, it's a special day. It's a very important day in history. Some of the most important things that have ever happened in human history happened on December 22nd. And Lawrence, in his thorough research, has found these things. And at this time, he's going to share them and, and totally blow your minds. Your, your, your worlds will never be the same after this day in history. Lawrence, take it away. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Sure. 1849, uh, the execution of Russian writer Fyodor Dostoevsky. Yeah. Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. That's what I used to say. That's what, I've heard it both ways. By firing squad, back to what we're talking about here, <laughs> is called off at last second. Um, that'd be tough. That'd that was be a tough surprise. For, uh, you know it was. It was a surprise to us here and even to Fedor uh, back in that day. I don't know why it was called off, but um, that would be like tiptoeing up to the edge of a cliff and then being able to kind of back off of it. Um, yeah, I don't know how you'd live life after being um, that close to death. I Almost guess executed. Say. Yeah, that, that is uh, something else. I feel like I'm about to sneeze. I'll try not to. It's okay. Achoo. If you do, I have a sneeze button right here. Achoo. Just point to me. Not, not yeah. for his microphone, point to me. though. Oh, it doesn't do his <laughs> mic? Oh, there he goes. Uh, Sorry. I, here, let I me push pointed. it over mine. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Good. I'm glad we can push it in the after effect. Sorry, folks. We'll, we'll clean that up in the post-production. Yeah, I know. Don's wipe, wiping his arm <laughs> off make the director's here. cut. 1941, Winston Churchill arrives in Washington, D.C. for a wartime conference. Um, I didn't know he came to America during the war. Um, as often as he did, um, and I, I guess it wasn't that often, but this is literally, what, two weeks after Pearl Harbor, so obviously America at this point was, was going to um, come in. You're going to sneeze? I can't do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's oh, what I was asking I turned you to do. down Don. Sorry. One more. There you go. All right. Got it. <laughs> this is Third terrible. Third time's a charm. I'm sorry. I'm very sick, and, uh, and probably- You've been pro- sick all week. I know. I shouldn't have gone golfing. I was up at six this morning and, and probably should have slept. Good start to the Is question. Lindsay listening right now? Because that sounds like an apology. Here we go. There we go. Get it on. Just let it good. all out. Let I it cannot. all out. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> if I knew I was going to have seven minutes to sneeze and give two facts, I'd have probably said no. That's fine. That's why this day is so important. <laughs> okay. Um, 1942, World War II, Adolf Hitler signs the order to develop the V-2 rocket as a weapon. Now, the V-2 rocket, they were de- using V-1s a lot by 1942, but the V-2 was specifically designed so that they could launch it from the mainland Europe and hit Britain. Um, but I-, I believe they were made but never really used uh, a whole lot. But they-, they were the ones they'd have, like, the, the wings on It looked them like a jet that they could hit It was a mini with. jet. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have these type with 80 years of improvement that we use that are used you know, this yeah. day and age, but that was kind of the cutting edge of, of land, uh, land to land missiles that were very, very long distance, uh, V2 rockets there. 1963 official 30 day mourning period, uh, for president JFK, uh, ends, uh, John F. Kennedy, that is, um, I, do you guys remember that? I, I know was you're not very, born. you were very young and you not were not born. born. Okay. I was not born. Don well, was alive. I was five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you wouldn't have really recalled what that was like. So 30-day mourning period, I wonder, did they do that for uh, Lincoln? Um, I wasn't alive then either. I they, wasn't alive they either. They did it for a year. That was for just of a historical. Probably. <laughs> King Bumi Bowl in uh, Thailand, they just really? ended their one year. Yeah, I was, I was wow. there um, during that, and you were there right before that. That's because right. you went in September and you yeah. passed away in October. We went in March, and literally uh, 
there's pictures of him, like a certain picture of him everywhere. Yep. Um, and you're not allowed to everywhere. wear colors and things like that? Well, I'll give a few more things All because right. I spent half my time uh, either Either doing three this. more facts or one more sneeze. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> I don't know if my face can handle sneezing. I did, that was five times. It hurts. Um, let's go with one recent. You know how I always like uh, giving recent those. Recent positive. Recent positive. The problem is, is every time I go to that, um, I, I um, have a hard time finding it's either there's a famine or pestilence of yeah, some sort. Yeah, that's right. One of the ten plagues. Deaths and yeah. torture. Yeah, all kinds building of collapse on. Yeah. Yeah, I, there is nothing pe- positive <laughs> of, of recent note. Wow. Uh, earthquakes and um, burning cars and things. Wow. Wow. So, what a letdown. Yeah. It, <laughs> Lawrence is Bunch a Debbie Downer. And, earthquakes yep, and I'm burning cars. I'm good wow, at that. Sounds rough. So. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's probably it. all I'm going to leave you with today. So oh, yeah. when it comes to December 22nd, don't look it up because yeah. you'll just be bummed out it, for it Christmas. The Ebola virus, there's you know answers found about that a year ago. <laughs> there was, wow. There's just not a whole lot going okay. on. That's positive. Fine. That's fine. You know the most positive thing about December 22nd? This show right here. Of course. It'll be in Always. the in the record books as the most positive thing that ever happened on December oh, 22nd. Easily. Minus it doesn't have a whole lot to be It might right have now. a little asterisk about Man, I tell you what, sneezes. I can't imagine uh, that this is going to need some doctoring. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris will be here till Christmas Eve, probably. So, <laughs> Well, we're going to take a break for the news. We have a second hour, including the quiz with Sebastian. So listeners, stick around for another hour of Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News. With a little more live till five, I'm your host Jared Baldwin. Episode 245 of our live local talk and variety program here at Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM KHMG, Barragata Guam, 404 PM on this Friday, December 22nd. Episode 245. You can find us online at khmg.org. Download the podcast of this show and many other great programs that we produce right here at Harvest Family Radio. You can also let us know you're listening and follow along with different things that we put out there as resources for you through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us, and then you'll get notified anytime we put something new uh, instantly, including when new podcasts are available, like this show, for example. So I encourage you to to go there and interact with us. That lets us know that you're listening. Also, give the gift of Live Till 5. Download about 50 of the podcasts, put them on a thumb drive, strew them about your office and house and neighbors, you know, postal collection receptacles. I mean, it's illegal to put mail in the post than office. That being box. a felony. It's well, that's what I'm saying. Collection receptacles. <laughs> Commit crimes. So I'm, it's yes. availed, it's availed like where they put their newspapers and things like that. And yeah. Sure. Except for in no soliciting neighborhoods. Don't do that. 
But give the gift that keeps on giving. Tell them, you know, where to go to listen to Live Till 5. KHMG.org. Hey, sure. Merry Christmas. Go to KHMG.org. Yep. You're welcome. That's that's basically what we do. Lawrence had to leave. He sneezed and his nose came off. <laughs> and so uh, we basically had to allow him to leave. And none of us want to be infected uh, because we all are finishing off our delectable cans of Mr. Browns. They're all open, half half size cans of Mr. Browns. By the way, CW, who is an expert of everything... Uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Ireland. It's kind of an interesting mix. And a little bit of UK in there. He said, did you know that Mr. Brown coffee is made in Taiwan, but they use milk from New Zealand? No, I did not know that, CW. Thank you very much. The secret that, ingredient. Yeah. New Zealand milk. I guess. I might send CW a couple Mr. Browns on Boxing Day. Great idea. Yeah. I think it's, You'll never yeah. guess where that German chocolate cake, what milk was used in that recipe. Was it New Zealand? I don't know, but okay. I'll ask. I'll never guess. guess. <laughs> I'll never guess. She's probably going to text here in a second. So, all right. Well, uh, before we get into the quiz, I just want to read a few more strange Christmas Christmas facts. Um, let's see here. Did you know there's a hip hop version of the ballet, The Nutcracker? I didn't know that. In the picture, the little Nutcrackers here have their hats on sideways. Yeah. Stereotyping there. The twelve days of Christmas actually come after Christmas. Did you know that? I didn't know that. 12 days after Christmas. It didn't roll off the tongue as easy. In medieval times, holiday revelers feasted on stuffed peacocks and boar meat. Oh, wow. Mm. Stuffed mm. peacocks. Uh, Canadian man has a collection of more than 25,000 items featuring Santa Claus. Uh, I've seen some people around Harvest with uh, island shirts that have different various Christmassy characters on them, including flamingos wearing... Christmas hats and things like that. Uh, let's see here. Here are some towns in the United States that have holiday names. Like there is Christmas, Michigan, Mistletoe, Kentucky, Santa Claus, Georgia, Jolly, Texas, North Pole, Alaska. Have you been there? Yes. What? 20 minutes from where I lived. I, I believe we read an article about the mayor who had legally changed his name to Santa Claus. Of North Pole, was that he, he ran? He ran yeah, for mayor. I don't know if he got ago. in. That was yeah. years ago, though. Yeah. Silver Bell, Arizona, and one of my favorites, Eggnog, Utah. Hmm. That actually sounds like a place worth visiting. A layer of fresh snow absorbs sound waves. Probably why it's so like still and quiet after a snow. Hotel in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, displays a Christmas tree covered in 181 pieces of jewelry. Valued at more than $11 million. That's a serious Christmas tree. Don't let a kitty cat in the room. Could do $11 million worth of damage like that. Not like that. People in the United Kingdom traditionally bake coins, buttons, thimbles, or wish phones in a Christmas desserts. No. Yeah. I have a hard time chewing my food. That that just sounds yeah. like a very dangerous thing. I bit into a mood ring once, uh, uh, hostess donut. Did yeah. it change to the color red because you were so angry about it? Uh, I didn't put it on, <sighs> but my friend was like, dude, you can call them and get like a lot of money. They, they had a mood ring in a hostess donut? Yeah. Was yeah. it like a promotion or something? No, it was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. Uh, so like I just I, so I bit. So a <laughs> hostess donut 
making employee lost their mood ring. Who wears mood rings anyway? I don't know. And it means they're not wearing gloves. Or they wear their mood ring over their glove, then it wouldn't read their mood. I, I don't know. But I they came by and they were really nice and gave me some hostess boxes. Free. You sh- the statute of limitations on this might not be up. We need to talk off the air about that. All the attorneys listening right now are like, no, you could be eating hostess for life. Uh, ironic that you married a baker, by the way. Early sleds were discovered on excavated Viking ships. And then finally, the world's largest Christmas pudding weighed more than a hippopotamus. All wow. fascinating details. But if you want... Real fascination, real, real intrigue, real interest, real trivia. Uh, something that's going to change your life on a weekly basis. It is this epic quiz by Sebastian Basildua. Yes, and I call it a Christmas blitz. Because, a Christmas blitz. Yes, because there's actually some interesting uh, format changes just for this special episode because it's special. Wow, you use um, the word format. We say that in the biz all the time. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking this up. So, um, How this is actually going to work is there's 12 questions, and I don't think they're too difficult. So I make, if to win, you guys need to get nine of them right. And I say nine, you guys, because you all can work together. But oh, really? Is, you have 15 seconds to answer. Okay. All right. We'll but work I together. Need, I need one of you to appoint uh, an answerer. <laughs> Let's let... Uh, Everyone's pointing at each other. We have a three-way tie for it has last. To be Pastor Jared. He's the. I'll be the spokesperson. You guys give me your. You guys give me your input. We'll be the brains uh, behind everything. Yeah, there you go. And, and yeah. I, I'm the muscle. One last. I'm the voice right. talent. One last kick. There are no multiple choice. Okay, it's just straight up. Straight we up gotta, trivia. It's got to come Need from the answer. from the yeah. depth of our knowledge. In the. It's going to get pro- progressively harder. All right. Whoa. Okay. So, you guys ready for this? Yes. Ready. All go right. Remember nine. You have to get nine of them right. There's yes. Twelve. All right, here we go. First question. How many question. do we have to get right again? Um, I think it's nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, first question. What Christmas What Christmas beverage is also known as milk punch? Go. Milk punch. Eggnog? It's, it it's got to be, egg. be eggnog. Yeah, I think it's eggnog. It's final answer? Yes. Eggnog is correct. Good All right, job. there you go. Oh. I told you, we're going to start what off a bit it? easier. Milk? Milk punch. Milk punch. You know, no. it's in a bowl. It's in a punch yeah. bowl. You use a yeah. punch, yeah. a ladle. Yes, yeah, I can sure. see that. Sure, why not? All right, question oh, number I two. I meant to bring up that soy nog from uh, Myrna. Ew. Remember that? Did you see that the other day, Don? Oh, yeah. It came out in one piece. I was, uh, We were using silk nog. It's a soy eggnog product, and Take I started to dump it out. It was too cold. It came out in one drip. Slow motion. Wow. It was disgusting. Gross. And I tasted it. It smelled like mayonnaise. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Question, Question number, two. number two. Are you ready? Ready. Yeah. I'm only going to say it once. Okay. What Christmas-themed ballet premiered in St. Petersburg, Russia in 1892? Nutcracker. Is it the Nutcracker? It's got to be the Nutcracker. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Nutcracker. That's two. We're killing it here. All right. Here we go. Question number three. What animated 2004 film is about a train that carries kids to the North Pole oh, on boy. Christmas Eve? Oh, boy. Go. Yep. We have a miniature version of this yes. that the radio station actually owns. I, I Ten seconds. Know. It's, it's called, called the Polar Express. Polar, Polar, Polar Express. Express. Yes. Polar Express. Correct. Yes. That Very is correct. The Polar good. Express. Question four. What much-reviled Christmas edible 
is known for its long shelf fruit life. Cake. Fruit cake. Fruit cake. It's unanimous. Fruit cake. Yes, that's great. We're, we're averaging like 2.41 seconds on these. Remember. This is great. All right. So that was the easy section. This is going to get a little more difficult. Oh, okay. Don't tease in the, me. In the early <laughs> 1800s, the first gingerbread house was reportedly inspired by what famous fairy tale? I bet it's Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel, I would think. Hansel and Gretel. I mean, I'm, I can't. You all work together on this. a little bit of a guess. What do you think, Pastor Don? Yes, Hansel and Gretel. Final answer? Yep. Correct. Good job. Nice. All right. Next question. Miracle on 34th Street centers on what real-life department store? Macy's? Macy's Macy's versus Gimbel's, but mainly Macy's. Yes, Macy's. Macy's. Final answer. Correct. It's Macy's. Gimbel's is the one across the street, which I think is a fictional store, but pretty sure. Macy's was real. Ready for this one? Yes. What traditional Christmas decoration is actually a parasitic plant? Go. Uh, There's 1,300 species of it. I read it earlier in the show. It's um, You kiss under it. Mistletoe. 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 That yeah. is correct. It is a mistletoe. Right. I did some uh, an episode on Christmas greenery uh, last week or two weeks ago. And so That's right. This now might, I know it's a parasitic. This might jog your memory a little bit. Uh, what... Oh, in The Muppet Christmas Carol, oh, who yes. played Scrooge? Hint, it wasn't a Muppet. Yes, I know. Uh, that guy from Star Trek. M- it's Michael Caine, I believe. Oh, I guess is it? Not. I guess yeah, not. Michael Caine. I didn't know that guy's Michael name. Caine. So. <laughs> Michael Caine is correct. <laughs> the British actor. <laughs> I was yes. thinking the Michael other Caine's British awesome. actor, right. the yeah. bald guy. Oh, I know. Connery or something? No, or no, who, no. Who are you? Star Trek, the captain. Star Trek? Or, uh yeah, yeah. The captain? Oh. Captain, the ball guy. Not not, Kirk. not William Shatner. Not Kirk. Not, not uh, William Shatner. The oh, other oh, oh, oh. There is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Jean Luc Picard. Uh, that guy. The guy who plays him. Uh, I yeah. forget his name. He did the. That was the Turner Broadcast System, TBS version of. Christmas Carol. Uh, so he did play. Yeah. He did play Scrooge. Yeah. But the the Muppet version was Michael Caine. Uh, yep. That's with all the little Muppets in gotcha. it. Actually. I love that yes. one. Okay. How uh, are we doing on our? our well, you're doing good. You haven't missed anything. So. And what question are we on? Uh, number nine. Okay. Uh, you'll probably get this one. <laughs> so I'll come back to it later. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, go for a hard one. All right, here we go. This I'm counting on you guys to know this because I wasn't born around this time. So, all right, name the animatronic cassette playing bear toy that every kid wanted for Christmas in the mid '80s. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy yeah, you guys got it. I had never heard of that. Yes, we we talked about it last we week. Did. did we not? We did. we did. I don't remember. It was right after you left, Sebastian. Okay. Oh, was it? Well, okay. let's just keep going here. Let's go. Let's see if we can get all twelve. Well, let's let's see if we can shoot the moon. Okay. All right. Here we go. That's a rook term, right? In oh, rook, rook, you shoot the moon. You is get every item? one of them right. It's I, like you collect all the If we're going to try and get all of them right, yes. then I'll go get the, that last one. That wasn't so hard. According to legend, what holiday goodies were shaped to resemble a shepherd's staff as a way to remember children of the shepherds who visited baby Jesus? Candy canes. Candy canes. What? It's got to be that. Candy canes. That's correct. <laughs> all right. According to the folklore of Austria and other countries, what horned figure punishes naughty children at Christmas time? Oh, this is... I know this one. Oh, wow. I'll give you guys a chance. I've heard this. I'm going to wait until second number nine. It's Crite. What is his name? Oh, my side is hurting. It feels like a... (laughs) Krampus. Krampus. That's right. (laughs) I never heard of that. Krampus Krampus is correct. It's a German thing. Krampus is correct. Yeah. Yeah. He, He eats children. 
Yes. Really? It's yes. kind of the dark side of Christmas yeah. traditions. But this is, German Christmases are like this. They yeah. have these dark, it's it's very like a dark holiday for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm not sure why. It's beautiful and dark. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'd rather have Santa Claus, right? Yeah, Brings right. presents. Santa. That's right. In Germany, you got a, right. a Krampus. devil yeah. character who eats children. Yeah. You know, stories you like that, I mean, basically inspired large immigration numbers from Germany to the United States. So? Where our Christmas tradition, <laughs> you get presents. In their Christmas tradition, you get eaten. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. Last question. Last one. Here we go. See if you guys can finish off 12 for 12. What holiday movie sequel includes a cameo by Donald Trump? Oh, I know this one. The Santa Claus? It's not that one? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's in a hotel, which is, uh, oh, I think, owned by Home Trump. Alone Home two. Alone 2. Home Alone right. 2. Yeah, Home Alone go. 2 is correct. Wow. We shot the moon. You guys got all 12 We right. got them all. Yay. Thank you. And for the listening audience playing at home, how many did you get correct? Did you get all of them correct? Every one of them? Of that amazing quiz that Sebastian just... Foisted upon us. Do you know one of the traditions with Krampus is that parents will dress up like Krampus and then they will sneak up on their children and s- startle Traumatize. them, scare them. Startle. Yes, there's pictures on the internet of these all these parents dressed up like Krampus and then sneaking up on their kids and videos and all kinds of stuff. No, that's it's terrible. It's a pretty that's awful. Uh, I saw. I saw. You can buy. Tradition. I saw a, a Craigslist ad that was on a YouTube video I was watching where. There's you can buy Krampus costumes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's it's like a Halloween is. costume. So it's basically. still going yeah. on. It's still it's going oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. a thing. Yeah. 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 Entire nations of children traumatized. <laughs> it just doesn't you know. make any sense to that's me. What is right. the that's just not yeah. right. No, it's not. Christmas spirit. Yeah. Christmas yeah. spirit. The, uh yeah. <laughs> uh I just saw someone running across the parking lot in all red. I thought it was one of Krampus is elves, but it's actually one of our HBBC <laughs> students. Okay, he's just wearing red shirt and red shorts. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Sebastian, thank you very much that uh, good, for that. Sebastian. Now, Thanks. Sebastian, this is your first uh, Christmas as a married man. Uh, you guys have any special plans this weekend? Anything family stuff? Uh, well, I think we're going to open presents. Yeah, we're going to open presents. Yes. We actually placed all our presents under the tree, and I can't wait to open them. That's great. Um, Are there surprises? Like, you guys surprise each other with presents? Or did did she yeah. say, hey, do you like this? Click, and then you <laughs> wrap it for no, yourself? No, th- they're surprises. Like, okay. Yeah, so. Um, do yeah. you want to say any of them on the air? I won't say any on the air. Okay, that would probably ruin the surprise. <laughs> might be might be some some people uh, listening. And we might have some ham, too. Mm, you know, that's ham. A good Christmas ham. We've already made some Christmas beef. cookies. Yes, it was great. You guys going to dine with family and friends, <laughs> or do you guys separate we separately? Are family, so. Well, you guys are your own little family, exactly. But you actually have brother-in-law, sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll uh, hang out with them. We'll too. get together. Something cool, funny. great. Don, what's your guys' uh, Christmas tradition? What do you guys do on Christmas? We have several uh, traditions. One is uh, heading out, checking out the Christmas lights. We like to go to up to Governor's house. We mm-hmm. go down to. Tumon, we see that. Uh, the one that's at the Agania Shopping Center, uh, formerly at uh, the Friary and formerly at 
the Kanata residence. That's where it started down in Ipan. Uh, Roman and May Kanata and their kids. Roman was, and May were my uh, godparents. And really? so uh, they just lived down uh, two streets from us. And so we got to they go. They have the, all that Christmas village, all the Christmas village. It's unbelievable. Items. It's absolutely it's quite beautiful. The and it started out in their car porch. It went next year, I think, into the house and it just. Uh, got bigger and bigger, and we look forward to it. Uh, one of the highlights for us was when my uh, mom and dad came, and uh, we got to bring them down there, and it was it it was beautiful from the very first time, and it's just increased each year. Wow. It's a real family effort. I know uh, it's expanded each each year, so we do that. Uh, we also have uh, a family dinner on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, we get together, and then it goes pretty late. We open presents after that, the whole family. We do a uh, white elephant also. That's part of the part of the tradition. And then um, a tradition that only I partake in is when my brother sends me the DVD or the video of the tree burn. Okay. And what they do, uh, him and his two sons, they go around the city of Janesville, Wisconsin, Milton, Wisconsin, surrounding area, and gather literally hundreds of trees. Now, you Do people pay them to take them no, away? No, people uh, put them on the street like right. trash, and the, the city comes by and, and picks it up. They have a mulching, uh, but he beats them to it, some of them, and they do each year a different style of a burn. For instance, one year... Uh, my brother's a very good uh, bow and arrow guy. He shot a flaming arrow into it. Another year, what he did was he had a uh, um, motorized uh, up in the air. They oh, yeah. had a like wire a, okay. going across, and somehow it happened. Another time, <laughs> they had they lit from a couple hundred yards away, uh, like a, a, a street uh, on the sides, and uh -huh. it just went up it was just beautiful another year they had a motorized truck small uh, truck remote control right into the middle of the tree burn and it is spectacular i look forward to that none of my family will watch it with me i don't know what's wrong with them <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a lot of things to be said about that uh things that come to mind would be um you know, wondering if your brother and his sons uh, have all of their appendages after all these burns. Another would be, hopefully no one from the Janesville PD is listening. Um, and then uh, <laughs> finally, um, yeah, you know, uh, exactly. py pyromania can be treated with medication and counseling. Uh, sounds it actually sounds like a lot of fun. It's, I, I, it's, I would watch it. Yeah. Well. Hey, can I borrow the DVD when you're I, done? It, I will. I'll, I'll watch it. Have, it's it's spectacular. You I'll won't watch it, it and I'll talk about it at length here on the show. It's you better will, than Krampus. Tell you that. Better. <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah. You you'll be amazed and you'll just wow. And wow. those pine trees burn hot. It, it and and high hot yeah. and high yeah. and you'll watch. You just keep playing replay and you go. That's awesome. I, I can't believe it. That's awesome. And the creativity, I got to give him points for creativity. Sure. Hey. Of course, all the permits and things are, are taken care of by my. I'm sure. My right. dad was a former police yes, officer. Yes, right. So right, that's right. Yeah. not a big deal. They're law abiding citizens, they, except for the stealing of trees and the burning of things and <laughs> that kind of no. stuff. Awesome. I don't think they're awesome. stealing them because they're out for the trash. Yeah, they're out there. Hey, no. hey please take oh, these. Hey. Yeah. 
It's a tradition. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Chris, any Christmas traditions for you guys? You know, we have one. The kids love to have. My wife makes overnight French toast for Christmas breakfast, and that is a fantastic breakfast. The kids love that. They open uh, one present on Christmas Eve that's kind of a, a family present. Usually it's one we can do something uh, with together. And then um, well, I don't know of anything else, but those are two things that we do. And, of course, we just have fun goofing well, around together a lot. Well, now you can swim on Christmas. Yeah, we, we've done that the last two years. So, yeah, we'll probably yeah, do that this year, a, too. That's a fun tradition. Swimming. Mm-hmm. Get a little sun. Could get you on the uh, your photos of the day. Those are spectacular. That's right. Oh, still, yeah, we're yeah, approaching the end of that. Some, yeah, I've got uh, ten days left. Wow. Have yeah. you thought of doing like a, a top, you know, top ten? Uh, uh, yeah, I should do that. Yeah, I I also thought about lighting something on fire and taking a picture that, of it. That would now be that we great. just talked. It's, sure, but it's <laughs> why wait till Christmas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I've got a few left. There's some that I've wanted to take for a while that I haven't taken yet, and I keep thinking I'm going to get over to do that, but I, I don't know what kind of time I'll have. So we'll you see. You could have people uh, text or uh, call ideas. In or, uh, no, uh, top ten. What you know? Oh, yeah. which you ones they like? Your top ten, yeah. and then sure the audience's top ten. Yeah, that's right. I should put them on Facebook and and see really, what what there, people there's think. Some really nice stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I like the angles you have on some of those. It's like, I wonder where he took that. That's so cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, trying to be creative 365 days in a row, that's challenging. Yeah. So. I don't I haven't got one yet today. But I have my camera here. Okay. All of a, a picture of all of us together? Yeah. Yeah, a little, should, little selfie. Lawrence. Have you done 365 selfies? That I'm not I know some teenage <laughs> 14-year-old girls that you know, yeah. do that, no yeah. problem, five years in a row. Yeah. Uh, now, Don, I wanted to give a chance here in the second hour just for a quick uh, promotion of what you guys are doing down there at Guahan Baptist Church this weekend. Uh, tell us about your Christmas Eve service. Well, our Christmas Eve service will be uh, 10 a.m. on uh, Sunday morning, and we're going to be uh, featuring our, our children, our kids. We call them primary and uh, junior kids. And uh, the teachers have been working for quite a while doing uh, memorization of Bible verses from Luke chapter 2. And then some Christmas songs, which are just, they're just uh, so cute. Uh, our teens, we have about, I think, 15 to 20 teens coming every week to uh, Guahan. They'll be singing. And then our, uh, we have five HBBC students that come down every week, and they're going to do a song also. Uh, our, uh, our quickly made-up Guahan choir of uh, men and women will also sing a song. Wow. And then I'll uh, wrap it up with uh, I'd like to uh, get out the gospel message as it went through in song, then uh, I will do that. So right. uh, uh, I think it'll be a little bit shorter than our average uh, hour, hour and 15 minute uh, day. But uh, I think it'd be well worth it. As you mentioned earlier, some people uh, who normally wouldn't come out would come to a Christmas and uh, we're sure hoping that'll be the case. That's great. And describe for our listening audience that might not be familiar with the area, how they can find your church. Yeah, down uh, in Epan Route 4, coming uh, from the north past Jeff's Pirates Cove and then past uh, Epan Mobile, and then uh, on the right-hand side, right next to Epan Village Mart, Quonset-looking style, uh, steel frame building, 
a lot of uh, lights outside. It's it's really pretty at night. It's worth a, a drive to see that. Excellent, excellent. All right, and that's Guahan Baptist Church, 10 a.m., Christmas Eve morning. If you live down that way or you're looking for a place to visit, uh, that would be a great choice for you, especially if maybe you don't normally go to church on Christmas Eve, but you're catching a little bit of this broadcast, and you're like, huh, that might be something fun to try. I'd, I'd check that out if I were you. Don Eckert's been our wingman. He can stay as long as he wants, but I know Sebastian's got to get out of here. We're going to be taking a break. Don, you had uh, some stuff. You already gave Lawrence a little gift I saw as he was on his way out. Uh, you know, people bearing gifts are always invited back. There are other That's people who have been wingman on this, wingmen on this show and wingwomen. Never invited them back. They yeah, didn't right. bring Diddley. But you brought three gifts, it looks like. Describe these gifts for our listening audience. Well, our first gift uh, to each of you is uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four through 27 uh, in the uh, shape of a cross. Jim Bendo did this uh, very um, like a calligraphy yes, beautiful. style. Yes, yeah, beautiful. It, it, it's, it is beautiful. And uh, those Bendos are so talented, each and every one of them. Yep. Uh, The second one uh, was put together by, I believe, by my wife, and it has an acrostic, which she knows I love acrostics uh, of all forms, and this says Christmas, and then it uh, talks uh, about uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 2, Behold, now is the day of salvation. This is a good bookmark, and uh, I think you guys would like that. You're all avid readers, and that's great. And then the third gift is a... Uh, a DVD, and this chronicles the uh, six years of Guahan Baptist Church, right from the start to the uh, right up until that first uh, service. So this is something put together by Joe Sarney, uh, ace uh, videographer, yep. and uh, just very well done. And uh, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas because you have given me uh, much pleasure. I really look, I, I'm not joking. I really look forward to live till five and I uh, want to, I don't know what, how many you're shooting for, but, uh, I want to listen each week. I look forward to Friday afternoon. Well, thank you very much, Don. Couldn't, couldn't, uh, ask for a, a bigger compliment and, uh, thank you for coming up and being a wingman, even on a day off. Technically today is a company day for harvest. So that's why the campus is so empty, but you know, we're much like the United States Post Office. Rain, yeah. snow, right. sleet, or hail. That's correct. We, we It doesn't matter. The weather didn't stop us today. The, the weather, sunny skies at yeah. 85 degrees. We almost, I almost got stopped stop by us. the weather. I almost turned the other direction and went to the beach. But instead, I came. <laughs> because people like Don out there want, and may I dare say, need this show. There are people like that. Yes, I appreciate that. All right. Don, thanks for, thanks for all the kind words. And God bless you. I hope you have a great Christmas Eve service at Guahan Baptist Church, 10 a.m. down Epan Telefofo. Thank you. Thank you, Harvest, for all your help. All right. And thanks, Sebastian, for the quiz as well. Of course. All right. Tell your wife Merry Christmas. Don, tell your family Merry Christmas as well. Chris, you and I are going to be here for a little while longer. Listeners, yep. don't go anywhere. It's only 4.32 p.m. on this Friday, December 22nd, episode 245 of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. You can find us online, khmg.org. Download the podcast. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Listen to the rebroadcast of our show, noon to 2 on Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. Catch us on The Rebound. We do that because we know you can't always listen to two straight hours of radio, or you might want to tell people about something you heard on here. So Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., right here on 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. 
Stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till 5 4 37 p.m on this friday december 22nd chris am i doing better with holding back my my energy i I don't think that's necessary what's necessary is if you just bring your microphone down a little bit and bring everybody else's mic up a little bit it's it turns out a little bit better because you tend to be very close to the microphone yes i am and quite enthusiastic i i am some of us aren't as enthusiastic and yes. perhaps not as close to the microphone yes it's, as it's well so be about. that's we don't we want to make sure everything is the right volume for so our listeners a, there's a technological solution to this problem but i don't have to change my attitude yeah it's a, okay, it's, it's a technological okay. solution okay. All right. exactly I'm, I'm i'm all for technology right it's Especially if it allows me to not have to curb my enthusiasm. Don't do it. I'm, I'm not. I'm Just not. Just leave it to. the same way. Even if you told me I, I should, I won't. Right. Anyway, hey, you know what? Weird but true. Christmas facts. Continuing on here. Thank you to Bob the Librarian in Britain. Eating mince pie for each of the twelve days of Christmas is said to bring good luck. Mm. I don't even know what mince pie is. I've had uh, mince meat. Yes. Pie, yes. Is I, it actually meat minced up? I, I don't think so. I I don't recall <laughs> the. It, I didn't like it. Is it sweet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some scientists are trying to clone evergreens to create the perfect Christmas tree. I can see that. GMOs and all that. Um, some stores GMOs. hire you know genetically modified organisms. Oh, okay. There. So if you're eating organic stuff, which I highly recommend. If it says non-GMO or no GMO, right. okay, it means gotcha. that it is not a genetically modified organism. So instead of being the perfect ear of corn with exactly 231 kernels, oh, yeah. it might have some imperfections. Oh, I was thinking about HMOs. HMO, that's totally that's different. different. Totally you, different. You'll need it if you... Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's totally different. No, okay, gotcha. That's, uh, that has right. to do with medical insurance. Some stores, speaking of medical <laughs> insurance, hire psychologists to help them predict what gifts... Shoppers are most likely to buy. What? Oh. Well, that's just good marketing right yeah. there. Yeah. It is? Yeah. Let's see here. Sounds like um, a bad idea. 1,762 is the number of participants in the world's largest gathering of people dressed like Christmas elves. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but I did have a Christmas elf uh, appearance once. Yes, I, I remember. I was there. Were, were you? Do you? I was there. Where uh, You were one of Santa's elves. I was. And Greg Royston was also an elf, wasn't he? Was oh, he one of the he, elves that time? I'm not sure. Who I was only, Santa Claus? Doug. Doug. Doug, that's Doug right. Abels. Yeah, okay. Then and next year we got Greg in the... Uh, one had to wear the tops and one had to wear the bottoms of the uh, elf costume. It, it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pastor uh, mentioned that he's seen... 
all of these uh, different productions, and it's he just doesn't really laugh, but he was crying. It was one. Oh of, yeah, it was really one of my uh, yeah. most favorite times. Well, and the beauty of radio is it's the cinema of the mind, and so right. you are a, uh, you're you're painting a picture right. for all those people picturing you in those elfin tights and elfin hat and the little yes. curly shoes. It, it was green and red. Yep, yep. And it's striped. <laughs> Stripes are slenderizing, by the way. That's well, why they do that. I was more slender at the time. Okay, all right. In Scandinavia, people believe that a goat brought the presents on Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah. And How did he carry them? Yeah, that's a good question. But I'm going to talk about the Yule goat in one of my Christmas traditions here in a minute. Oh, uh, let's see here. The earliest Christmas trees dating back to 1510 were decorated with apples and paper roses. Hmm. Visitors to a museum in Virginia, USA. Of course, it's USA, but just in case well, for international Virginia. listeners, Virginia in India or yeah. Czechoslovakia, yeah, right. perhaps Virginia Czechoslovakia is really an up and coming city. Uh, <laughs> can perform experiments on holiday fruitcake. That's at the museum in Virginia. Can oh. perform experiments on holiday fruitcake. You could probably do that here. Yeah. You wouldn't need to be in Virginia. I, for I that. spent a significant amount of time last year talking about fruitcake, and right. I had. A superior fruitcake. You can go back and listen to previous ep- episodes about this. But when I came back from uh, College of the Ozarks, I brought back some fruitcake. No. And it was superior. We kept, uh, at, at our wedding, we had some fruitcake. And uh, we kept it for years and years. And then one of the typhoons got it. But I don't oh. really, I, I don't do fruitcake. I, I, I like it unless it's been soaked in some kind of intoxicating beverage. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, tinsel was once made out of thin pieces of real silver. Mm. like to have that. Uh, let's see. 35,000 was the number of baseball fans that broke the world record for the largest gathering of people wearing Santa hats. A lot of large gatherings there. Reindeer hooves. You know, reindeers are real things. Flying reindeers are not. Uh, for the listen, listeners out there, reindeer hooves expand in the summer and shrink in the winter. A reindeer's antlers weigh more than a car tire. Some reindeer herds have as many as 500,000 reindeer. Like in Polar Express, how the uh, train is coming down and there's like this giant herd of reindeer. That's, that's based on a little bit of reality there. Well, do you know the difference between a caribou and a reindeer? No. It's the same animal. Is it really? One is domesticated. One is wild. There are some differences between them now. They look a little bit different because the domesticated have been bred in a certain way. Refined, yeah, bred. sure. And so, but it's just a carab, not a carabao, not to be confused with a carabao. Which is more like a... Uh, an oxen. An ox, yep. A caribou is a wild reindeer, or it's better to say a, a reindeer is a domesticated caribou wow i did not know that yes. that's very interesting and they, they do look quite different now they do but they wouldn't have at the time that uh, they were domesticated okay uh yeah. reindeer their hairs are hollow also probably to help with the extreme cold and wind yep. yep uh kids in iceland fear the yule cat a mythical monster who is said to eat children at christmas time that's another eating children one germany what is iceland, the iceland? Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No wonder. Um, anyway, <laughs> in the 1960s, some Christmas trees were made of metal, uh, kind of like uh, yes. soda yes. cans. I've yes. seen those. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those are actually flammable as well. 
they burn very hot. Wow. We, we like them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see that. Today, collectors pay up to $500 for those rare trees. Man. I saw uh, one. I believe they a... were recycled. Uh, I think that's why they disappeared because oh. when the price of aluminum went up, wow. people started recycling sure. them for yeah. cash. Yeah. Single snowstorm can drop up to 40 million tons of snow. Mm. Been in some of those. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was almost named Reginald. I think I mentioned that before. Reggie. Oh, Reggie the Reindeer. Uh, 364 is the total number of gifts given in the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. There are 364 gifts in that song. You know, because you do like the 12 sure, and then the 11 yeah. and the 10. Hmm. Caracas, Venezuela. It's a tradition, a tradition to roller skate to church on Christmas Day. That with Wow. Ouch. With all the crime in the streets there, probably it'd be yeah, dangerous. Boy, yeah. but Booney okay. dogs and... Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> mathematicians study how fast checkout lines move when people are Christmas shopping. Uh, here's another strange tradition. Today's uh, theme is Christmas traditions. An annual festival in Zurich, Switzerland. People blow up a giant snowman filled with fireworks. That's not something like your family would enjoy, Don. I, I, we yeah, we'd basically do that. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see here. I, could start I have that here. one of the world's <laughs> tallest living Christmas trees, 162 feet tall. Fur in Idaho, USA, is decorated with more than two million lights each year. I can't imagine Huge. there's another Idaho either. No, I'm yeah, sure. Idaho. No. I don't know Idaho. Uh, some poinsettia plants can grow taller than a basketball hoop. I'm assuming a basketball hoop on a 10 foot standard pole. Uh, people use to decorate their Christmas trees with boxes of animal crackers. I don't get that. We did popcorn. Popcorn sounds right. more. Sure. Yeah. On uh, a string, right? Fried on chicken. String. Fried chicken mm-hmm. is the most popular Christmas Eve meal in Japan. Did you know that? No. Wow. Because Kentucky Fried Chicken is the most popular Christmas restaurant destination what? in Japan. Yes. I, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let me fill you guys a in on that. So I used to live in for Japan. Christmas. We talked about this maybe two or three years ago, but if you look up uh, anything about Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan, the number one Christmas meal is a bucket of KFC original fried chicken. And it's because they they can't quite figure it out because it's not really a religious significance or some kind of like ethnic significance. (laughs) It was a promotion, I believe back in the 1970s, some very smart promotion. And it took off like wildfire. And now, this next generation, that's what they grew up with. And so, KFC does booming business. You have to order your chicken ahead of time no. to get KFC at Christmas <laughs> in Japan. That, But that's how traditions happen. It you is, know? You yeah, get, absolutely. Once you get that next generation right. in, then bam. Yeah, you <laughs> scare that's one it. generation with the Yule Cat, and before you know it, everyone's Everybody's afraid scared. of the Yule Cat. Yeah. That's right. National Candy Cane Day is celebrated December 26th in the United States. Oh, let's see here. Oh, 1946 Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, used a combination of soap and firefighting chemicals to make the fake snow. Uh, Snow was once made on movie sets by painting cornflakes white, too. That's disgusting. There is a scene where um, he's getting ready to uh, jump into the river, yeah, and you can see the flakes hitting his face, mm-hmm. and it does look a little bit like soap. Honestly, mm. I, I didn't. Looks kind of disgusting. That. Yeah, the uh, out at the mall, the fake uh, snow looks great. Yeah, and it, they do a great job on that. Yeah, yeah. We had a little snow machine here during Festival of Lights as well. There are actually four North Poles. There's not just one North Pole. There's four. 
Uh, Christmas caroling began as wassailing, an old English custom for greeting and toasting friends. Matter of fact, PD, one of our faithful... That's right. That's one of the songs. I'll use that as our little bumper song on the way out. Uh, One of our faithful listeners, PD, said her Christmas tradition growing up was candlelight Christmas Eve service, usually snowing, because she's from the... uh, the foothills of mountains in Colorado. Uh, usually snowing when they came out of church. Tons of goodies with wassail, which is the punch you drink before you go wassailing. Right. Um, at a church family's home, then come home, open one present, not from family, but from a friend. Then dad read the best Christmas pageant ever book hmm. every year. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. The, uh, Bayview Church just did the play, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever, uh, last week or the week before. Is it a book? Or it was a, it's a children's book slash, you know, screenplay. It's, it's been recorded and video and pretty popular play. It's entertaining. Really? You get a lot of kids involved. Yeah, it's really, really good. You know what we used to do? Uh, my dad. We, Thanks, Petey. We, we would always say that uh, we would read Twas the Night Before Christmas. And we would always say that's our tradition. I don't ever remember it occurring. But we would always say, this is a tradition for us to read this. I never remember actually being read that book. But I just remember that it was there. And we sort of said we do this, but we never did. So, But that you know that one, right? Towards the oh, yeah. Yeah, and all through the house. Yeah. Not a creature was staring. Yeah. Yeah. I heard on our radio station right here uh, really? some information about that. Uh, a theologian wrote wrote that and really I, yeah i can't remember his name but oh that on that was on dr davy or uh stephen davy was that maybe, on his maybe, i maybe. think that was on maybe his show because i remember something about that he was talking about something it. like that and then um who's the guy who does um a word with you with ron hutchcraft ron hutchcraft he also was talking about a, mm-hmm. a christmas song that had like some kind of Behind the scenes, kind of had a little significance. I remember. To it. I like I those little uh, information about you know song vignette yes. vignette. Yes. Uh, boy, awesome. I'm, I'm picking That's up a word my we words. use in the biz. Uh, I'm going to write it down right now. Did you know that U.S. <laughs> President Andrew Jackson once held an indoor snowball fight at the White House? Sounds great. I didn't know that. The yeah. fastest time for a marathoner in a gingerbread man costume was three hours and twenty nine minutes. That is fast. I mean, that's that's faster than most people can run it without hey, the gingerbread. Costume. I mean, somebody was chasing them, trying to. That's right. Have a bite as fast as you can. Can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. World's largest Christmas stocking measures as long as four school buses lined up end to end. You know, had to be hung on a ginormous fireplace. Uh, a team of scientists in the United Kingdom created Christmas cards so tiny that eight thousand two hundred seventy-six of them would fit on just one postage stamp. Why would you do that? Why? I guess unless you had 8,276 friends that all lived at the same location. Why would you put all the Christmas cards on the back of one stamp? Makes no sense. Anyway, sometimes these things aren't yeah. done for practical reasons. All your farsighted and nearsighted, frankly, yeah. nearsighted friends are going to have some trouble. Here, here's a fun fact for you. Ancient Druids thought that mistletoe could protect them from witchcraft. Really? Yeah, interesting, I guess. What did it do for Krampus? To keep Krampus, him away I think well? he ate the mistletoe and oh. turned him into Krampus. <laughs> it gave him side Krampuses. Um, the world's largest wreath was wider than a soccer field and heavier than two elephants. We have it hanging in the Harvest Auditorium yeah. right now. It's yeah, right above kidding. the platform. It's, just, it's, 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 it's also ginormous. It's ginormous. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a word. In Ukraine... And I have, we have some Ukraine. Not friends. Ukraine, USA, though. Not Different. Ukraine, Idaho, yeah. no. Uh, Ukra- in the Ukraine, people decorate 
they're Christmas trees with fake spiders and webs. Very close to the yeah, yeah dark side. Christmassy spiders. The largest cup of hot chocolate ever. Uh, one of the Smothers Brothers fell into. Um, a uh, cup of hot chocolate ever may have. Have you guys ever heard? I fell into a vat of chocolate. Okay. Anyway, my kids have. Yeah. Many, many, many times. It's, on it's YouTube. one of those ones you, you cannot it, you stop listening. I fell yeah. into a vat of chocolate. What did yes. you do when you fell into the chocolate? Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Google largest. It. Back to back to the <laughs> the largest cup of hot cocoa ever may have filled twenty bathtubs. Again, why would you do that? Bathtubs are filthy. Uh, Tudor Christmas pie is a pigeon. Okay, so the tutor, like T-U-D-O-R, not tutor like they're teaching you English and math. Tudor, like the Tudor family that ruled England. Tudor Christmas pie, a pigeon, partridge, chicken, goose, turkey, all inside a pie crust. I, I have to admit, I did see something about that on Pinterest. Really? I was just going through That's Christmas right. stuff. <laughs> Here's your wife's account. I know, I got gotcha. you, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Don't tell the fellas. Every year, people build more than... 10,000 snowmen at an ice festival in Sapporo, Japan. Sapporo, Japan is pretty awesome in the wintertime, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've heard. We lived in northern Japan. Never made it up to Sapporo. Uh, here's three more. One snowflake can contain 180 billion, with a B, molecules of water. Uh, the largest gathering of people wearing holiday-themed sweaters, 3,473 people, were at a basketball game at KU, Kansas University comma usa according to this book and then finally <laughs> queen elizabeth the first had a baker create a life-size gingerbread cooking model of her important royal guests so she had all these life-size gingerbread cookies of all of her guests that's that's great yeah i don't know how flattering that would be you know like do i want to see a gingerbread cookie of myself i'm not sure it could be embarrassing anyway we're coming up towards the end of the show here and i i uh have talked so much that it, really I need to take just a very short break. So, listeners, we're going to have a little wassail song here, take a short break, and come back to wrap up the show. So, stick around more live till five after this short break. And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5, episode 245, on this Friday, December 22nd. You can always go to khmg.org, download the podcast of this show and many other shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. You can also listen to our live stream there at any time, from your desk, through your smartphone or your tablet. Easy, easy to do. Also, let us know you're listening. Go to our Facebook page. Harvest Family Radio Guam. We would love to hear from you that you are listening. Let us know what you think about the show. Send us a little a little private message there and let us know some suggestions for Live Till 5 and just 
the radio station in general. Our, our ministry is not just intended to be just a radio signal, but also a, an entire media ministry broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've been doing this for 21 and a half years, coming up on 22 years this March. And it's a real blessing to be with you every Friday afternoon live here at KHMG. We've been doing this now coming up on five years for this show. So glad to uh, be a blessing to you. I hope you do have a great Christmas and New Year's. It's really encouraging to me. I know it's been hotly politicized and things like that, and I'm not going to go on any kind of rant because I I really don't feel like ranting about this, but it is encouraging when someone says Merry Christmas when you're out at the stores and things like that. I mean, someone saying Happy Holidays is not a personal affront to me because I'm glad that they're wishing me any kind of greeting. Things say Happy Holidays. I want to have a Happy Holidays. And although I know some are trying to be sensitive and... Uh, some might have been instructed even by their employers to be very careful of how they say things. That's okay. I mean, hey, it is happy holidays. It just happens to be that the holiday I'm the happiest about is celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And uh, over 2,000 years ago, born in Bethlehem, uh, his mother, Mary, was a virgin. And uh, you can read in the Gospel accounts, like in Luke chapter 2, for example, the whole story of how this all unfolded and how the Savior was given to us and how he lived a sinless life, died on a cross unjustly, was buried for three days, rose again, ascended back to heaven, is going to return someday. That's the gospel, the good news. It all starts with Christmas. So when I say Merry Christmas, I'm just trying to just give a little glimmer of the beginning of the gospel. It's not the full explanation. So when someone says Merry Christmas, it's an encouragement. But, you know, happy holidays, it is a time to be happy. We know that sometimes it's hard for people. If they're away from home, maybe they're missing family or loved ones that can't be with them during this holiday time. And uh, don't, don't, don't let that become something that just hangs over you like a dark cloud. Make sure you get out and be with loved ones and friends. And if you don't have a church home, I'd highly encourage you to visit Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday morning, 10 a.m., right here in the Barragata area behind the mobile McDonald's. 10 a.m., we're having a, a Christmas service. It'll be great, a lot of music. Um, it's it's going to be a time to celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. If you come early, 9.30 a.m., we have some coffee and donuts we're going to have for everyone, so we'd love to have you here this Sunday morning. Thank you again, Don Eckert, for being here on the show today. Thanks for having me, and I love this time of traditions, and uh, we love doing the the Christmas story from Luke 2 before opening presents, and encourage you all to do that too. Merry Christmas to you. Awesome. Thanks, Pastor Don. Chris, I hope you have a great Christmas weekend as well. You too. Thank you. All right. And listeners, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, From Harvest Family Radio and Live Till 5, it is Friday, December 22nd. And uh, we hope you just have a great Christmas weekend. You're listening to us here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Have a great weekend.